welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Jerrica Rydell and Gary Bob, the dog. (laughs) If you're watching this video, you'll see Gary, our new puppy. If you're not, then maybe you'll hear him um we're bringing you guys another episode today hope you enjoy it and thanks for being here Idra. yeah what's new other than mr gary bob gary bob is new and keeping us busy he's he's currently trying to destroy everything that he can get his little mouth on (laughs) chew up um otherwise he's been good though um yeah we uh something exciting I, i went on a little fishing trip with with emerson and my nephew and my uh, my dad and my brother this last week. And something exciting was that the very first day of the fishing trip, Emerson learned how to ride his two-wheel bike. Uh-huh. Which is like, which is, you, you kind of forget how special of a moment that is until like he got there and his cousin, who's the same age, was riding his bike right away. And he's like, I want to do that. Like we've been playing around with the bike, but not really pushing it. And he's like, I want to do that. And so we started uh, getting him to go. We were pushing him back and forth between my brother and I a little bit further at a time. And he he picked it up in like 10 minutes. But it's like, that's such a freeing feeling now for a kid to be like, I can ride a bike now. I could go fast. I could get places like that is I forgot how cool that was as a kid to learn how to ride a bike. <laughs> that's so awesome and cool as a dad to see, yeah. just to see his face when he like got it. Oh yeah. And so we were, we were way up North and, and this campground had like four other campers there. So there were no cars or anything. So the kids wheeled around all weekend and like he, he so looked, didn't have to worry. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. So today what I wanted to bring to the table is um, how often do you think people should change what they're doing? This is uh this is something that I feel like we we live in a world of like instant gratification and and where we want to see results right away, we want to see progress right away, we get bored quickly. How often should people change what they're doing and or how long should people commit to something before considering changing? That's what where I want to take this and what we'll see where it goes. So so um what are your initial thoughts? We could we could take this nutrition, fitness, or or a combination. Yeah, my initial thoughts were like, oh, should we divide this to see? But I don't know if my opinion would change. Um, long enough, like quite a while. I think I think my direction obviously goes right to exercise. Um, but I, it depends what the reasoning to me for wanting to change what they're That's doing. Fair. Is it because they're not seeing? the results they expected or because they're bored um you know like what's the reasoning does so does it change for you if so say someone's not seeing the results they want how long should they stick to an a, an exercise plan before changing in your opinion oh geez, like, said stone. like six to eight weeks at least to start yeah, I was, seeing I was anything gonna say, i was gonna say 12 weeks so yeah i think i think it's one of the biggest mistakes people make is program hopping it's like, yes. it's, it's exciting to try something new. And those first couple of weeks are exciting and you're sore and it's fun. 
but I, I think most people don't give it an honest enough attempt. Absolutely. You, yeah, you start seeing maybe, let's say you're on a strength training program. You might start seeing some muscle definition eight weeks in. And then at that point, then you might get more like ready to get into it and stay. So then you're right. 12 weeks would be a real true test. Uh, so I do agree with you. Um, I think, I think you're right. People often just be like, Oh, it's, you know, I thought I would be seeing some shoulder definition in the first two weeks and I haven't. So let's find a different shoulder program, start Googling and then want to switch. Yeah. 12 weeks is kind of, kind of my go-to with anything. And it's the reason that, that I, we it's the reason I lean towards a 90 day program for people in breaking 90 because it gives you 90 days of exposure to new habits new routines and uh new workouts and new nutrition and and I think after 90 days you have a very honest feel for whether or not it's a good fit for your life I think we were so like designed to believe that 21 days is how long it takes to form a habit 21 like we were I don't know if that number to you for me it just comes to mind when I'm growing up everyone's like oh wait 21 days and you'll have a new habit or whatever it is if you're struggling getting to the gym or creating better nutritional habits and that is not enough time to really in my opinion and when I tell our, all our clients that you definitely that's why I agree and I push with the 90 days as well but um, to change your lifestyle it doesn't just take three weeks how long Things, how, how long have you been working out how many years um kind of when I was like maybe 17 so 11 11 years just a baby <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so in 11 years how many times have you say fallen off track stopped working out for a period of time or like lost your path okay i mean i have absolutely quite a few times damn tons that's what i mean like i've been i've been exercising a similar amount of time that you have i have had tons of times where i've fallen off track so 21 days doesn't mean shit like 21 years from now i'll still have periods where i fall off track and refine my way that's gonna be your entire life (laughs) absolutely yeah that's a really good point um okay so then flip it around what if the person's bored how, how long, like then, then does that change your answer? No, not really. Kind of. So if someone's like, I'm bored, but I still really want to get stronger. Mm. Then I'm going to be like, look, I'm, I'm kind of sorry. Like you should have a luck. You got to keep doing the same shit every week and, you know, get a little bit, push a little bit in that lift, or we're going to change the reps. That would be maybe exciting for you. Or we'll change the tempo. You know, there's ways to change things up in the program. Um, but still be doing the same exercises, which most people get bored of. Yeah. But we need to do things repetitively um, in order to see progression. And that's why you have training blocks. And that is one of the most common things, especially in, from, as a fitness programmer, uh, that the response that I get. Now, now this, I could put a couple different things at the end of your workout, your accessory work, I could switch it up. And you know what? That's a conversation I'd have if you're saying you're bored. But would I change your bulk of your program? No. No, I wouldn't. If the strength training is still your goal, if your goal is general health, you don't, you know, you're happy with your muscle mass. You just want to move your body every day Then I'd say, you know, go join your local F45. And if you want to change it up every day, 
fine, but is that going to help you live a longer life and build more muscle mass and support your bones and your joints and things like that? No, you should be on some type of progression. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even if your goal is general health and fitness, strength training, progressive strength training is still going to benefit you. Everybody, everybody should have some level of that. You, you have to find something that you, you kind of like doing and you don't hate and you don't dread. Here's the thing, though you like what you're good at. That's everybody. You like what you're good at. You don't like what you're not good at. So when you start something and you, you're feeling bored or you're feeling like you should change it, there's a good chance you just suck at it and you need to give it more time. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's the same with us. Like when I've taken a couple months off of deadlifts, because I'm not feeling the deadlift and you come back to it, you're like, frig, these are hard. I forgot <laughs> how hard the deadlift is because I've just been squatting. I'm still getting stronger. I'm still doing well with my exercise, but I stopped deadlifting. Now I suck at that deadlift and I hate it for another couple weeks, probably 12 weeks until it gets really, really ingrained the pattern again. And I start getting stronger and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot deadlifts are pretty fun. Absolutely. And it's, it's when the client gets a win in that program, then they're like, Oh, maybe I, maybe I am not bored or maybe, maybe I am liking this program. Right. So, and sometimes to get those wins in quotations, um, can take a long time. Like you're saying at the deadlift situation, you might not be back to where you were deadlifting till week 10. Oh yeah. Right. Sure. So then you're like, Oh, okay, here I am. I'm back and you're ready to go. And then now you want to keep deadlifting. So it's, you know, it's reminding yourself that it, how much time it really does take and to keep chipping away and, and you would get there. And then that motivation or that excitement or around that specific exercise, or, I mean, we can even talk about this in a nutrition perspective, but it, it'll come. Well, now think about this from like the extreme perspective. So like 75 hard, 75 days, you're doing like two workouts and, and you're, you're following all these really strict guidelines so that falls that falls short of our 12 weeks and and most people don't make it to the end of 75 hard because it's too hard it's too hard honestly um but the goal is to not even make it to 12 weeks the goal is to like beat the shit out of myself for 75 days and then stop doing it like what what is that possibly teaching you so when we say you should try something for 12 weeks you have to at least be able to do it so, so when you set a goal, okay, I'm going to do this for at least 12 weeks, and then I'm going to decide what from this experience I want to continue doing for life, and what from this experience isn't a good fit for me. So if you're, if you're going to try anything new, exercise or nutrition, you're going to join a new gym, give it three months, like sign up for three months, at least you're not going to get a true experience. You're going to your first month, you're going to be sore at that new gym, you're not going to know people, the community is not there. Like there, so many variables will change as that starts to become part of your routine. And then 12 weeks later, you might say, I really love this part. And I really hate this part. And I'm going to move forward with that. And that that's okay. You gave it an honest attempt. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Anything yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, I was just thinking like, if you said, you know, it just takes you some time to get used to things. Well, how, how many times you start something and then week three or week four, all of a sudden company comes over for a week, your routines start out the window or, you know, you get invited to something over the weekend and you miss this workout that you swore you were going to do for the month because you paid for one month only. It's like, if you gave yourself 90 days or even more 
to create what's more realistic and more sustainable, okay, maybe three days a week for three months versus every single day for the one month to get my money's worth. It's like, well, yeah, what are you really learning from each one and, and what's going to get you get you to where you want to be? Well, the one that's holding you consistent, like the one that you're showing up consistently for the three months plus versus the one that you're going all out intense for. And we've talked about consistency over intensity um, time and time again. I, one of the questions I ask people often when they're, they're considering breaking 90 is what have you tried in the past? And then they, they list off everything they've tried from a nutrition standpoint, everything they've tried from an exercise standpoint. And I say, what's worked well for you and what hasn't? And most people will say that almost all of it didn't work well for them. But the thing is, I, I, I actually never considered this. How many of those things did you try for at least 12 weeks would be an interesting factor because I would say most of these diets you listeners have tried, you haven't done for 12 weeks. And the reason is not your fault. The reason is that they are not designed sustainably. They're really, really freaking extreme. They're designed to get you quick results in 28 days or a month. And then you, you're you like, oh, thank God this month is over. I'm done with this diet now. Well, that is not teaching you anything. So, Or, sorry, well, I'm going to add to that. No, or ahead. in that 28 days, you go hard, so intense, right? You go crazy, you do everything right, see a bunch of results. And then you think that you're supposed to live the rest of your life that way. Yeah. And then you crash and burn when you realize that you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Any Anytime you sign up for a challenge and like the goal at that end of the challenge is to completely stop what you've been working on, like that is a waste of a challenge to me. What, what are you learning from that? Uh, yeah. It, it, vice versa if you're going to consider a new exercise program or diet ask yourself do I think I could do this for life it doesn't mean you have to do it for life it are am I learning are these things that I could do for life if your goals change and all that down the road you're, you're not going to keep doing the same thing but is this so freaking hard that I'm going to die after 28 days don't don't waste your month you, you got better ways you could spend your month <laughs> But you know, to lose the weight and then gain it back, for example, or to go so hard you're going to injure yourself and then not be able to continue. It's like, is that was that month worth? I know everybody listening to this has tried at least three different diets that they've done for less than twelve weeks, and they got quick results initially, and then they burned out and fell off track, and then they speak poorly of the diet. And I agree, the diet probably was really shitty, but it wasn't designed to be good in the first place. <laughs> right. And then maybe it was, you were on a pretty decent, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Maybe you were on a pretty decently created diet, right? One that actually could be sustainable, but you just didn't give it a go long enough. You only did sign up for the three week trial or whatever, because it was cheapest and you didn't realize that, you know, this could work. The problem is the best marketed diets are usually not the best diets. So I think exactly. people have yes. more, more negative experiences than positive experiences out there. Agreed. Agreed. And my dogs are fighting. Can you hear them? <laughs> no, actually. Yeah. Okay. My microphone's doing a good job then. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's that's it for me. Program hopping in the gym is a waste of your time and diet hopping is a waste of time. Instead of looking for 
instead of looking for something different all of the time, give it an honest attempt. And, and when you set out to start it, if you're entering that that CrossFit gym or you're starting that new diet and you're like, oh, I'm going to give this a good month, like don't, don't just don't do it unless you're like, no, I want to I want to give this an honest attempt. These are these feel like sustainable things I can commit to. And then really, really commit to it. Otherwise, you're gonna keep riding that roller coaster, and you're gonna you're gonna keep hating parts of the journey, making quick progresses, and falling right back off track. Absolutely, this is awesome. Good topic. Cool. Well, uh, that's it here. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a tip. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure most of these tips and strategies that we give you guys are things that we have covered in the past. Uh, if you've listened to a lot of our episodes, I apologize. You're gonna you're gonna probably hear us repeat ourselves, and that's that's okay though because some of some of these things are worth repeating. Um, this is something we talked about on our coaching call the other day. Is, is make when you're feeling burnt out and tired, make your meal prep as easy as possible. We get into this this idea of what perfect is. We get into this idea of what meal prep should look like. And it's worked well for us in the past. That doesn't mean it will work well for us now. So make it as easy as possible. And what I mean by when I say that is like, buy the the prepared chicken, buy the prepared vegetables, buy the frozen vegetables, buy the frozen berries, Um, toss things together that don't normally create a full meal, but they still are in line with your nutrition goals. Make your meal prep as easy as possible when you're feeling burnt out. And then you can get more creative. You can go more intense when you're feeling motivated. But don't always expect your meal prep to be as beautiful and 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 kick ass as a time when you were super motivated because it's not realistic. I love that one. That's what I said on the coaching call. I was like the other day, my meal was uh, the, the pre-cooked oven roasted chicken from the grocery store. Um, a, a cucumber literally just cut in half. And I do that all like the time. That. And, and a packaged microwave one minute rice. And my dinner was was ready in what 40 seconds 45 yeah. seconds and yeah. it worked right you hit your goals you hit protein carbon fat you have your veggie you eat it and you go it might not taste the best as usual well it's pretty damn good to be honest but it's it does the trick it hits the goals and it's not going to be like that every day and honestly like if i buy a bag of chopped broccoli from costco i will eat the whole bag if i buy a head of broccoli from the grocery store there's a good chance i'm throwing out a rotten piece of broccoli two weeks later <laughs> right like yeah keep it's it, just convenience right? yeah keep it simple keep it simple yeah. <laughs> awesome well thank you guys for being here thank you for listening if you have any questions make sure you shoot us a message and uh, wherever you're listening make sure you rate it review it leave a comment we appreciate all of the feedback mm-hmm.